You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Some Christians love watching fantasy, sci-fi, the latest Marvel movie. But when it comes to horror films, things get a little uncomfortable really quick. Welcome to Systematic Ecology, Episode 9, Should Christians Watch Horror Movies? This episode is for anyone who is honestly open-minded enough. If you are if you love horror films, you might like the results of today's episode. If you're questioning about the topic of horror films, this might be a good one for you to listen in as well. This is Systematic Geekology. We are the priests to the geeks. This is the show where we talk about things that are going on in the geek world, long-standing conversations, brand new ones going on. And we believe that as Christians, we are to be ministering to each other in all areas, including how we geek out. And again, we promise this isn't a trap, although we kind of know where this conversation is going to go. We're not trying to break your arm into agreeing with us. Just come along for the geeky ride for today. Remember, if you enjoyed this episode, you can help support our show by heading over to patreon.com slash systematic geekology, where we're uploading all types of fun, exclusive episodes, after shows. You got to check it out. You're missing out if you're not on Patreon. For today, I am your host, Brandon Knight. I am a podcaster, traveling preacher, and produce merchandiser. And I very recently have just finished watching all seven of the original Universal Monsters Wolfman films, all the Wolfman films. Great choice. Great choice out of the Universal uh, Monster movies. Uh, I am Joe. I am a marketer and broadcaster. And um, just this weekend on the topic of horror, uh, got a chance to do a con for the first time in uh, quite a while since since everything shut down. Um, got a chance to meet Kincaid from Nightmares 3 and 4. Uh, had a, it, was, it was a breath of fresh air to be amongst other fans again. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I still haven't gotten to a show since 2020. All right. So again, today we're going to be talking about should Christians watch horror films? What is horror even? It's kind of a broad term in the in this genre, horror films. And what is the appeal of the horror genre? <laughs> so Joe, let's go to you first. You're the only other one here. So we have to go to you first. What is horror and what, what's your take on all of this? So horror is one of those things that is built around fear, intimidation, things like that. And those are the very things that as Christians, especially um, closer to present day American Christians, uh, is it's heavily preached for us not to be scared. Just don't be scared. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just have, just have more faith. Right. And while yes, that's baked, baked in there somewhere is, is truth and all of that kind of stuff. I think what horror comes down to is an emotional response. And that's, that's something that, you know, you different people relate to different forms of horror. 
for different reasons. And that's the beauty of it mm -hmm. because different things are going to speak to different people and different experiences. Um, my take on this horror thing needs to start with a little trip down memory lane. Okay. Um, I should say before saying this, um, I grew up in a household where, um, you know, you kind of hedged your bets and you didn't take God's name in vain or anything like that. But anything like kingdom, relationship, you know, anything outside of just like fear, maybe a little bit of reverence, but like in the super unhealthy kind of way, hmm. but no impact on daily living. So what I'm about to say might be jarring for some Christians listening. <laughs> I saw my first horror movie when I was five, and that was Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, That's a little intense I, for five. <laughs> it is. It is 100 percent. I'll be the first one to tell yeah. you that uh, even I have to recognize that you know yeah yeah that's that that is a bit young and and i think it's it's very much on a case-by-case -case basis but mm -hmm. even still i think by all reasonable measurements that might have been a little bit young so i've horror has been this concept for me that um has really been a part of my life in the the really uh cultural revel relevant part of my life you know, I am very much a product of the 90s. Mm. Slashers were, you know, the, mm. the post-80s slasher craze was really a big thing. You were starting to see some uh, paranormal stuff wrapped up into that and all of those kinds of things. But, you know, the 90s for a kid in a lot of respects was a bit of a Wild West sort of thing for non-Christian mm. households. You know what I mean? There sure. wasn't a lot of barrier between what was coming into the household from a media standpoint. Um, and, and a lot of things were, were deemed okay and cool that, you know, as a society, very good that we've, you know, maybe smartened up a little bit that certain things being said, yeah, that's not cool. Certain, mm -hmm. you know, prejudices. Yeah, that's not cool. Sure. You know, certain stereotypes, mm -hmm. all of those kinds of things. Um, but I have to make it a point to mention that for so many of us, when we're talking about this horror thing mm -hmm. are 100% influenced by the way that we were raised by what mm -hmm. we were deemed to be okay and not okay. And I think that this is one of those topics that there is no definitive brush to mm. paint with that so much of this has to be a bit of a case by case sort of, sort of basis. And we need to understand that, like you said at the beginning, Brandon, open mind, right mm -hmm. there. We need to come to the table and understand that different things affect different people, different ways. And we need to be aware of that. Yeah, yeah. So first off, uh I I think it was my first horror movie and I think I was 8. Um Army of Darkness was my first one. Uh I'm a big oh. Bruce Campbell Evil Dead guy. Uh I am yeah. my my taste of horror is a little bit more on that goofy side. I like Shaun right. of the Dead, Army of Darkness, those type of horror movies. Yeah. I do like Halloween is Oh, I will. I will watch Halloween all day. Just Halloween, not Halloween three, four, twenty seven, whatever. But that original Halloween is fantastic. This time next year, I want us to do one on do an episode on that movie because I have I have great a lot of thoughts on that movie. But uh, I do yeah. agree that when it comes to horror films, 
first off, that term is so broad, you know, horror films can be the classic universal monsters, Lon Chaney, Boris Karloff. It can be Pennywise. It can be human centipede. Like the term is so broad and sweeping for many categories. And I really agree with you that in this area, this is one of many areas where I believe that Christians throw the baby out with the bathwater that yeah, we, this is where legalism really starts to take effect in the Christian life, because we want to look at a thing and say, it's all bad. And trust me, there's not a lot. There are some areas in the horror genre that are not good. And that's the unique part about the horror genre is that diehard horror fans, they have they have limits, too. They have areas that don't I don't touch those type of movies. I can't do torture. So I don't do Saw. I don't do those Saw movies. Maybe, Joe, I don't know. Maybe you like those in concept. I like it. I like the psychological aspect, but I know I can't sit through those. I, I can't do that. My thing is, is that Christians need to slow down. And I really think this was a conversation I had a couple months ago. My wife and I, we like taking late night drives to cure our anxiety. And we were on one of these late night drives, just talking back and forth. And I really think that if Christians slowed down and started using more wisdom, you know, we have these entire genres, entire books in the Bible related to the importance of wisdom. And I I think that wisdom is one of the most underappreciated, underpreached on areas in the church that sometimes you just yeah. can't make a, sl- a sweeping declaration. You know, there are certain areas, you know, I, I pornography is a, is low hanging fruit of like, stay away from that. Right. Do not need to be a part of that lifestyle. But there are certain areas where you need to think critically, you need to exercise wisdom in handling this. And I really think that's where the horror genre comes into play. And I think for those Christians who take the baby and the bathwater and throw it all out at the same time, you're actually missing out on opportunity to grow in your faith. The horror genre is one in particular where a little bit of critical thinking and you can have conversations for days about what was going on in the film or series or whatever. If the church had a cancer on the inside of it, it's legalism. Hmm. And that's something that is hard for some people because there are entire denominations that are built oh, yeah. around legalistic practices. Yeah. There, and there is in my that, area a very large, very large church that this is that is their belief system. And they have this yeah. huge ministry and it's, it's kind of sad. It is a little sad because you know that there is, there is a level of manipulation going on in this type of world. Right. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, and, and so without, without completely derailing into just a conversation about legalism, yeah. we need to remember that, as human beings, we are all the anti-hero of every single story. Hmm. Here's the gimmick, right? The gimmick sure. <laughs> is that this life doesn't make sense if we put ourselves as the main character of the story. We are never yeah. the main character of the story. We are not the most important person. Yeah. The reason why our life has significance is because of God. Yeah. And I understand that I may have just upset somebody and, and <laughs> thinking that 
that they've been taught that their life is the one with importance, but it is God that has the importance. And when we realize that, we all realize, guess what? We're all the criminal. Every Hmm. last single one of us is the criminal. That's why every single one of us needs grace. Yeah. So while it's very easy to stick and stay in talking about all of the many different ways and many different versions that legalism has destroyed lives, Mm -hmm. the, the that's, that's good to talk about because victims need to have an opportunity to tell their story. But what's great is pushing forward the kingdom, talking about what, what God offers that is the antithesis to legalism. So, when we talk about these these different things, yeah, this is going to be coming from a standpoint of evaluating and finding that, yeah, no, this is not some kind of um, this is not some kind of all or nothing sort of proposition. Yeah, when you start to pull apart these different things, right? I used to. I remember when I was a fourteen year old boy liking horror movies. There was no there was no real. Um, cutoff point right hmm. like there were some movies that i just didn't enjoy but it wasn't like it didn't really affect me in okay. a lot of ways as far as going too far sure. but i didn't necessarily have a bridge too far so to speak hmm. what this interesting thing has happened that i took this extended break away from horror um right around the same time that i got saved because okay. I have uh, a phobia of of death, okay, and so I couldn't handle it. My my brain could not handle depictions of violence in any way, shape, or form. Okay, but I found since coming back to horror, I appreciate more of a story than more of a bloodbath. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. don't want to I, I don't need to see 87 different people get killed in all kinds of bloody and grotesque ways. Sure. If you can give me something of substance because to me, and especially since being a content creator, this is this has jumped out to me. Man, when what is our job, right? Whenever you turn on the microphone, and I know this is getting away a little bit, but <laughs> whenever you turn on the microphone, what is your what is your number one goal? It's to draw people in. Right. Is to compel people to listen. Yep. And every single time that you create a story, you have to compel people into spending their money or investing their time mm-hmm. into your product. So give me that. And that's it's funny that you bring up the monster movies and Halloween and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a set of movies that they didn't have the world's worth of CGI budget no. to have all of these different inventive kills and people being ripped in half and yeah. all this kind of nonsense. So what do you do? You have to lure people in mm-hmm. by compelling writing and making people care about these stories oh yeah you you hear about the universal monster movies and you hear about people talking about these characters like they're the sympathetic ones why because that's exactly what they are that's Mm -hmm. exactly what they've been made to be are these characters that you can get behind you can invest in they've got depth same thing with michael myers michael myers was written originally a quick did you know moment Michael Myers was originally billed as the shape because it was it, mm. it was supposed to be an any man sort of thing. Sure. That the the original um title for Halloween before it became Halloween was the babysitter murders mm. because it was not about 
building out this big elaborate mythos. It was about this menacing, unstoppable force that lurked in the shadows sort of thing. That's I would argue that that's always where where Michael is at his best mm-hmm. from a storytelling standpoint. That he is this. It's not about the person. It's about what he represents, and that's evil. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. No. So, like I said at the top of the episode, I've just finished watching all these Universal uh, Wolfman movies, and you would think that at this point in time, you know, it's like the nineteen forties, fifties, that there's not a lot of like continuity in these films, but there is. I, the Wolfman is not my the Wolfman movie is not my favorite horror film. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but the character of Larry Talbot is fascinating to me because he's basically the rich p- billionaire playboy who can get anything he wants, gets this curse on him that he cannot control. And all he wants to do is find peace. And you see that run throughout all of these films, even even in the stupid Abbott and Costello comedy routine film uh like he's he just wants peace in his life again and that's compelling like and you see and it's interesting because in all of these movies also you have this idea of like it's a curse or you know god did this and magic and whatnot but it's always science science is the cure for everything and there's a lot of commentary on that and going to forward to uh halloween Michael Myers, like, I totally agree with what you were saying there. Michael Myers is the depiction of evil. And when you look at that movie from an analytical standpoint, the world is saying, John Carpenter is saying that evil is unrelenting because Michael keeps getting back up. Evil is unrelenting. And like you're saying about the budget stuff, that is, John Carpenter is one of my favorite directors. I love John Carpenter. And it's because of that, because he can work with any budget and the movie is fantastic. They live Halloween, big trouble in little China. It doesn't matter. Like the movie will hold your attention because the story is good and how he shot the film. Yes. Yes. And that's really what it comes down to. Right. Like I think part of there's, there's two genres that are intrinsically connected for a lot of people. That's true crime and horror. Mm. One thing I find fascinating is that for all of the people that badmouth horror and people who like horror are the same people that will watch 87 <laughs> serial killer documentaries right. or watch these things that celebrate almost mm-hmm. these very by. These people that that caused a lot of harm and caused a lot of problems and did a lot of, quote unquote, bad Mm -hmm. in in the world. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. and so there's I I get it. But to me, it's no different than a more extreme version of all of these different fantasy films and things like Mm -hmm. that, that we that we have. I'll take Game of Thrones for, for a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, my my necessary hot take. Uh, so overrated. Yes. So overrated. <laughs> that show has some cool episodes if you're into high fantasy. But wow, does that is that show get bad at points? But you have the first episode of of um 
Game of Thrones that I ever saw was what fans deem is the Red Wedding. Hmm. Um, it's a bloodbath. Everybody okay. dies, okay. like in, including a pre- including a pregnant woman. And I'm like, this is are you like <laughs> the, you're talking about like carnage candy, mm-hmm. and like this is cool. You know what I mean? So I think that sometimes when we aren't willing to look at the nuanced nature mm-hmm. of it all is where we can absolutely lose, lose the forest through all of the trees yeah. of re- life. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. translatable to so many different topics. But mm-hmm. when you're talking about something like this, these things that, that create the, um, the idealistic villain and, so, and a character mm-hmm. that we can get behind are some of the same things that if we see in a human being, we would call them terrible and evil and the scourge of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen very much of Game of Thrones, so I find that all very interesting. I kind of stay away from the Game of, Game of Thrones area in general. He, uh, it gets compared too much to Lord of the Rings, and so I lose I lose a lot of interest very quickly because of that. Um, I think – so this is a uh, – kind of taking the conversation in a slightly different direction. This is – preparing for this episode, I had this thought, and I, I was curious to get your opinion on it. Because going back to this idea of why do – why is it the genre get rejected so quickly? And I think that part of the reason why is because it's uncomfortable – And not because of the killing and the X, Y, Z, but because the stereotypical ending of a horror film is that the bad guy didn't really die. The monster comes back. Michael comes back. Jason gets hit by a lightning bolt and comes back to life, whatever one that is. Um, So I think that for. I love that. That's what that I love that. That's what people who don't who have never seen a Friday the 13th movie in their life, that that's what they know. You're not the only one. And it makes me laugh every (laughs) single time. Right. But I think that part of the reason why Christians reject the, the horror genre as a whole is because it doesn't have that happily ever after a lot of times. Or you know that it's not going to have that happily ever after because the monster comes back. And you look at a lot of the other media that Christians do enjoy, or you look at a lot of the media that Christians create, and I don't want to turn this into a whole conversation of ripping apart every Christian film that's ever been made, but they usually end happily ever after. The guy gets saved. The, you know, the... The person has a baby, the, you know, whatever, insert cliche here. And I think that's part of the reason is that we, they're uncomfortable. They don't end the way that we want them to. Would do you, do you have any yeah. thoughts on that? That's, that's a really good point to raise, a really interesting point to make, because you almost need to understand that you are, what you are signing up for when you get into horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that because... Well, because more more often than not, you know, we can point to things like, you know, this movie made a made a whole bunch of money, so they're going to make a sequel. Sure, they, you know, you can point to all of the real world things, but those real world things need to be worked into the story somehow, right? And so, you know, very rarely nowadays, especially because of things like the MCU and stuff like that, everything's got to be temple. Everything's got to be blockbuster. Everything's mm-hmm. got to be big expanded universe. Mm-hmm. And so more and more, you're going to find movies that are created in such a way that 
you can pretty much bank on the fact that it's going to be an unresolved story at the end to leave room for sequels. Right. And that has been something that has been significant. Horror historians don't crucify me for this one, (laughs) but I, but, but really since the eighties, the bad guy always has to be able to come back. So that way they can make a sequel. They Mm -hmm. can do the next one. And, And, I think that's one half of it. Mm-hmm. The other half of it, to speak to the whole Christian thing, um, <laughs> and this is me, you know, I, I am not the biggest, I, I will never be an apologist for Christian media because I think sometimes Christian media likes to box life up yes. and likes to make life a lot less complicated than mm-hmm. it actually is. Mm-hmm. Here's one of the biggest problems with legalism of any kind is that it tries to oversimplify life. Life is not simple. Thank God, praise God. And I mean that in the truest sense, praise God that he is willing to meet us in the gray area because this life is all gray area. Mm -hmm. It's all shades of gray. It's all perspective. Mm -hmm. So when we look at how life is depicted in these different things, in these different mediums, in these different genres, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, absolutely. That's going to make you uncomfortable to Uh know that evil is unrelenting, that the bad guy doesn't always die, that Mm -hmm. the good guy doesn't always make it out. Well, now granted we get into the, the, the um, salvation aspect of things. We get into the Christian aspect of things. Yes. Ultimately we have victory in Christ. That's what makes it so important. Yes. But when it comes to this world and you know, there's a lot of gospels and a lot of teachings and a lot of slants that are going to disagree with me, but sometimes, sometimes you're not going to make it out aces. No. Sometimes the healing never comes. Sometimes the money never comes. Sometimes the success never comes. And those kinds of things, admitting to those kinds of things is very uncomfortable, but it's necessary to have a realistic standpoint. And if anything, you know, it cheapens God to put him in the in the role of the genie in the lamp. Yeah. That, you know, the, the, the magic entity that can give you whatever you want and you just have to believe hard enough and all of that kind of stuff. To me, amazing grace is amazing because it, it goes to all of us, mm-hmm. you know, from sinner to saint. It's for everybody. Yeah. The, uh, the beauty of grace is that it makes life not fair. That's a shout out to all you Reliant K fans out there. Um, but yeah, no, like this is what life isn't as clean cut and squeaky clean as Christian media likes to make it look like. Christian media likes to borrow so much from high fantasy. Hmm. Okay. So you mean to tell me a giant oversized lizard creature that breathes fire didn't murder a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. by breathing fire and all of that kind of stuff? Like, but but the stuff that I watch about a dream demon, that's not okay. But we're <laughs> we're cool with the oversized creature. Right. I'm just I'm just pointing things out. That's I know. All. I you know. know. I hear you on Game that. Of fan. And that's and that's Something that I had to laugh at. You you made it sound like it was a drug, dude. But like, <laughs> have you met Game of Thrones fans? I, uh-huh. High fantasy fans are 
are breathing to themselves. A lot of respect for how loyal you guys are. Until that final season or something like that. <laughs> uh, some, something like that. Something about a Starbucks cup in the show. I know. I that know. was the part that I got really interested in. I was like, can, can we see? I want to watch this show now. <laughs> right? The, the, the content creator part of my brain is like, I so want to know the series of events that led up to somebody forgetting a Starbucks cup. And right. A cup in the middle of shooting a, you know, million dollar TV show. Come on. Right. An HBO budget. Anyway, this isn't bash uh, Game of Thrones time, although I'm having a great time with it. So coming back to our horror yeah. conversation, Joe, is there any other thoughts you you have on this? Why should Christians watch horror films? Maybe to recap a little bit. Gives us something to critically so, think about. What do you got? I would, I would, the first thing I would say is opinions are opinions. Okay, so Mm -hmm. on either side, whether or not you're um, whether or not you are pro or anti horror, whether or not you are pro or anti true crime, whether or not you are pro or anti uh, Game of Thrones, if you're anti Game of Thrones, (laughs) go in peace. Uh, (laughs) But what's going to be really funny is if Josh cuts down some of how much we've been bashing on Game of Thrones <laughs> and whether or not that actual yeah. makes air or not. Right. <laughs> um, keep it in, Josh. Don't or don't don't get rid of it. Um, Director's cut. Regardless, exactly. Whether or not you are pro or anti any of this stuff, I think what we can learn here is that there's power in coming together and having a conversation. Yes. And for anybody who's a little curious, maybe you, you know, have only seen horror adjacent stuff, maybe like the horror comedies of the world or like these more lighthearted takes and different mm-hmm. things like that, you know, and, and you want to you're interested in horror, but you don't know where to, where to start. Or if you're starting to come around on not all horrors, but whatever, mm-hmm. I would say, um, you know, do do your due diligence and understand what you can and can't handle if yes. you can't handle depictions of violence um stay away from certain types of horror absolutely maybe take a look at psychological thriller a little bit more than horror whatever um you know but but be willing to look at something that checks the boxes outside of just making the decision of whether or not because it's horror you know because i think some of these things if you if it wasn't horror people would be more willing to watch it. If people, if it was labeled psychological thriller, people yeah. would be more willing to watch it. You know what I mean? And, th- and things like that. So I think from both sides of whatever fence, we can always come back to understand that tribalism is never okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, treating people, holding people at an arm's length because they have a different opinion than you is always problematic. You know, that doesn't mean that we partner with every ideology. That doesn't partner mean that we partner with every single philosophy. But Christian, non-Christian, whatever, humans need to learn that bef- as, as, a, as a benchmark. Mm-hmm. And then when you add the whole Christian aspect of it, it takes on a whole different tone and tenor and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, and understand, you know, and, and if you feel convicted against something that you're seeing – hit the power button, hit, hit, stop. It's okay. That's, that's cool. You know what I mean? There are, there are things that, like I said before, I used to be able to see 
um, I used to be able to watch all the time that just nowadays I, I don't need to, yeah. you know what I mean? Or maybe it's a particular um, mental health issue mm-hmm. that, that, you know, certain things are triggered, certain things are this or that, you know, yeah, no, don't then, then stay away from yeah. certain things. If it's going to put you in a certain kind of space or what have you, that's okay. It doesn't need to be an all or nothing sort of proposition. You know, I, I think this is a great time to transition over to the verse I wanted to bring up because you're really starting to hedge there anyway. So what I wanted to bring up for you all, each episode, we like to settle on a portion of scripture for a little bit. And I want to bring up Philippians 4, 8. This is uh, a very well-known, very often quoted verse. Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, and he's telling he lists out all these things and it, about what they should be thinking on. You know, these are the things that you should be thinking on. What is good? What is of good report? What is lovely? These are the things that we should be thinking on. And no matter what, whether it's horror, fantasy, sci-fi, Game of Thrones, whatever, we need to keep in mind that we are thinking on these things, that we are intaking these things, and that they shape us. Dallas Willard in his book, Renovation of the Heart, talks about how everybody, Christian or not, goes through a process of spiritual formation. We are being shaped internally, whether we're consuming God's word or reading H.P. Lovecraft, reading whatever, Lord of the Rings. It's shaping us in some degree. And so if you come to these different things, horror or not, And it's affecting your mental health. It's affecting your relationship with your spouse. It's affecting your, that's because Paul points out, there are certain things that we need to be thinking on the most. And what that oftentimes comes back to is the word of God and gospel centered, true gospel centered preaching to true gospel centered music and books to renew our minds, to be more in the image of Christ. Joe, you got any thoughts you want to throw along with that? Yeah. um, There are times where it can get discouraging if we try and look at the wrong kind of metrics as far as where are we at? Where are we at a day ago? Where are we at a week ago? Where were we at a month ago, a year ago, 10 years ago? Um. The question that we need to be asking ourselves is, is Christ a little bit, a little bit more formed in me than it was a day ago, a week ago, a month ago. And the further out you go, the easier it's going to get hindsight being 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, The kingdom is dynamic. The kingdom Mm -hmm. is, is relational. It's, it's the, the kingdom is the community of God's people. Yes. And every single time that we engage with him, every single time that we are spending time with him, every single time that we we are advancing the kingdom. And that's the beauty of spending time in relationship with God. And the more that we do that, the more that we become like him, the more that he rubs off on us. The one of the most beautiful things about those of us that are are products of post Christ is we are indwelt. We are indwelt yes. with Holy Spirit. We are new creations. We are something different 
than the biblical forefathers mm -hmm. because of this relationship mm -hmm. that we have. And so part of that is understanding that and engaging in that. And when we engage in that, God will not hold back from us. He will meet us where we are at, regardless of what it is. Yeah, that's good. Agree with that. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget, we have a website. And actually, I have an article up there right now talking about my opinion of the best horror director from that classic era. So please go check that out. And also, while you're over there on the website, let us know. What would you like to hear us talk about? We got a couple episodes coming up here that have been listener submitted ideas. If you want to hear Joe and I talk more about specific horror films or do a whole episode ripping on Game of Thrones, let us know. I think we would both get a kick out of that. Um, so I think it's time to get over to our wrap up for today's episode. <laughs> Joe, do you got any recommendations for the people listening at home, whether horror related or otherwise? Yeah. So um, if you are into um, audio dramas, I would suggest an audio drama called Marvel's Wastelanders. They went through a whole season centered around Old Man Star-Lord, and they mm. just started the new season centered around Old Man Hawkeye. So uh, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit darker, darkest timeline sort of deal, but it's very good. Cool. Uh, I have a couple. I've I've got two horror recommendations. If you're brand new to horror and you want to easy foot in, then I have to say you need to watch my favorite horror film of all time, the classic Invisible Man movie. Which, if you notice, my avatar is the Invisible Man, and why I love this movie is again going back to what we were talking about earlier. It is amazing what they were able to do in black and white to make it look like that Claude Rains was invisible. It's fascinating the work that they went through to pull that off. And when you really, when you stop to think about it, an invisible person is actually quite terrifying. And some of the stuff that he does in the movie, again, low budget, but it's actually kind of terrifying watching him derail entire trains because no one can see him. If you're a longtime right. horror fan, I would recommend checking out Shudder. This is a free plug. They do not sponsor us. They don't know we even exist. Uh, but Shudder is a horror streaming app. Uh, I had a seven-day free trial. Think about like a seven-day free trial. And it's a good blend of those classic horror films, uh, cheesy B films, uh, Joe Bob Briggs for all you late 90s people. He's got a show on there. A um, lot of good stuff on there, uh, whether you're new to horror or old uh, been around horror for a long time. I'm sure you can find something on there to watch. All right. So again, I'm Brandon Knight. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at just.brandon.k. I also have my own podcast, My Seminary Life, where I talk about the things that I'm studying in school right now. And actually, I just very recently did a whole episode on demons and Satan. So it might be worth checking out if you enjoyed this conversation. It's on all the usual platforms. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at My Seminary Life Pod. Uh, my name is Joe, and I, like I said, co-host another podcast called Buddy Walk with Jesus, so you can find me on all of the socials at Buddy Walk with Jesus. All right. Well, next time on Systematic Geekology, 
Joe and I will be back along with Pastor Will to talk about our top five favorite villains. It's going to be a lot of fun. You don't want to miss that talk. Go to our website in the description to let us know what you have been geeking out on and what we should be. And remember, we are all a chosen people, a geekdom of priests. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.